Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You know, the proverb says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, notice what that says there. It's not that your problem was too big. Your strength was too small. And again and again, that is the case to where people are overwhelmed with something and they think it's so huge, but it's not that big. Other people have overcome it and other people have dealt with it successfully. So what you need is your faith built up. You need your spirit strengthened and quickened. And the stronger you get on the inside and the stronger your faith is, the smaller the problem looks to you. The bigger your God gets, the smaller the problem. So let's believe for that today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, looking to you. Lord, we want to magnify the Lord and we want to see the smallness uh, and weakness of the problems from your perspective. And we reach out to you to feed us, Lord, with your wonderful good word to feed us and strengthen us with your spirit. And I, I pray for everybody that's watching this or hearing this, Lord, that you would strengthen them with strength by your spirit in their inner man and that you would enlighten the eyes of their heart and their understanding and fill us, Lord, with the knowledge of your will and quicken us with your life. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Would you look, please, in Hebrews, the third chapter. We're on a series. We have been for a number of weeks now that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Unbelief is an enemy. It's a thief that robs people, even God's people, of his will and benefits and blessings for their life. And the scripture here warns us about this. In, in Hebrews 3, 7, he says, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 19 says, We see, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. This is talking about that uh, generation of Israelites that were in Egyptian bondage 
and their forefathers had also been slaves for 400 plus years. But God uh, spoke to Moses, you know, through the burning bush and sent him to Pharaoh. And uh, Pharaoh was not going to let these people go. They're, um, they were basically the backbone of their economy, this free slave labor. And um, uh, Plague and judgment and sign and wonder after sign and wonder, he still said no and wasn't going to let them go and would never have let them go. But uh, nobody's bigger than God. And so it came to the point where uh, they let them go and sent them out. And God had plans for them to come out of Egypt, uh, go quickly across the wilderness, and go into Canaan's land, the promised land, and live there and have a good life, a free life, a blessed life. But none of that first generation enjoyed it, except Joshua and Caleb. And we're told the reason being is their unbelief. Verse 19, they they couldn't get in there. They couldn't go into the promised land because of what? See, they thought it was the giants. They thought it was the walled cities that were impenetrable. They thought it was their lack of experience and their lack of an adequate army or their lack of weaponry or any number of things. But it wasn't true. None of that is what kept them out. It was their refusal to trust God and obey Him. Now, we've gone into this uh, in times past, but it'll, it'll bear repetition, that um, there are two uh, kinds of unbelief or two causes of unbelief the Scripture talks about. 1 Timothy 1, uh, 13, you don't have to turn there, but it just talks about Paul said that he did what he did ignorantly in unbelief. There's ignorant unbelief. You're in unbelief because... You don't know. You're not aware. You don't know. But this is a different kind, and there's actually different words used in the original here in Hebrews 3, and it's also used in the fourth chapter as well, um, about people that would not believe. In in chapter 4 and verse uh, 6, it says, Seeing, therefore, it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in Again, he says, because of unbelief. Verse 11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, this unbelief is not the product of ignorance. They knew. Had they seen God move? Think about those those ten major signs and wonders that got them out of Egypt. And then they saw the splitting of the Red Sea. And they saw the manna fall out of the sky. And they saw the water come out of the rock. And they saw him make the the bitter water sweet. And the list goes on and on and on. But nothing was ever enough to convince them to trust God. And that's why it's called evil. Evil heart of unbelief. This is not ignorance. This is unpersuadableness. This is not, I can't believe, it's I won't believe. A refusal to believe. 
And that's where many people are today. Many people across the planet today. Uh, sometimes you hear people say, well, that I'm sorry, but you know, uh, I've been to school, I'm educated, I just can't believe all that stuff. Well, that's not true. By nature of what faith is, you can believe anything you choose to. People are believing all kind of stuff, <laughs> right? It don't have to even be true. It doesn't have to be right. You can just decide to believe it. Uh, believing is a decision. You decide whether you trust the source of this or you don't. Uh, you believe it's true or you don't. It's a choice. But uh, you would think that after seeing so many miracles, that people would become convinced. But it's just proof positive that seeing miracles does not give you faith. Seeing even signs and wonders does not make you a believer. It's still a choice. And you can choose to believe when you don't see anything. Hallelujah. When you don't understand, it's simply a choice. Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. It's the evidence of things not seen. And we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't look at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are unseen because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I'm so glad that by the grace of God, I have come to believe. Believe in the God of Genesis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Somebody says, well, how do you know all that? I've decided to believe. I heard it. It bore witness with my spirit. And I'm a believer. And I believe that Jesus, the Son of God, came and paid the price and is the Redeemer and only Savior of the world. If you haven't made the choice to believe that, friend, you are not okay. You are not, I don't care how much money you got or how many accolades or how much, uh, you know, success you have right now, it's going to soon be over. Life is really, really short, really short. They tell us before the day is over, uh, some 160,000 people will have died across the planet just in one day. Every second almost, two more people go. Well, very soon, it's going to be you. It's going to be me. We're going to be out of here. And people say, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I'm at this. Well, you won't be when you die. You won't. The moment you quit breathing and your spirit leaves your body and you realize how stupid you were, you know, listening to the wrong people all the life. And it can be too late. Oh, friend, I implore you. Check your heart. When you hear the things we're talking about now, there is a God. A God who created the heavens and the earth. Man lost themselves through disobedience and not listening to God and by yielding to God's enemy. But God so loved the world that he didn't leave mankind in this lost condition and position. But he sent his son. The only one who could redeem us, sinless, spotless, Lamb of God. And he paid the price on the cross, 
shed his blood, went to the heart of the earth. The judgment for my sin and your sin fell on him fully until justice was satisfied and he was raised from the dead and he is alive right now today. Seated at the right hand of majesty on high, King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. Is he your Lord? That's the big question. And don't say, well, I don't know if I can believe. It's a choice. It's a choice. Check your heart, not your head. Don't listen to unbelieving people. Your heart knows it's true. Your heart knows this is true. If you've never prayed the prayer, if you've never received Jesus, there will not be a, a sooner time <laughs> than right now. Everybody, affirm or reaffirm your faith. Say it out loud. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your Son, the Savior of the world, that He died on the cross and paid for all my sins, every failure. Every mistake. Every mistake. And, I and I believe you have raised him, raised him from, the from the dead and, and he's alive right now. He's alive right now. King, of kings, King of kings, Lord of lords, Lord of lords soon, to soon to come again. Jesus, Jesus I, receive I receive you and all you have done for me. Thank you. For saving me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says in Romans 10 that if you do what we just did, you do it sincerely from your heart, you'll be saved. You're saved. Name in the Lamb's book of life. You're going to be very happy about that. Time to come is going to be more happy than, than even now. Aren't we glad to know Him? Aren't we thankful? That we have not chosen to be the unbelieving, the unpersuadable. No, I am persuaded. Amen. Amen. Yes. I am confident in the Lord my God. Uh, we see here that this, we're warned, we're cautioned about this unbelief. Go to 1 Corinthians, the, the 10th chapter, if you would, and see that... Um, in the same New Testament, there are multiple places that warn us about this, that talk to us about this. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1, he says, Brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were baptized to Moses in the cloud and ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. What do we know it takes to please God? Amen. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And see, this, this is because they're in unbelief, it displeased God, didn't please Him. And verse 6, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they did. Don't be idolaters as, were, as they were. Don't commit fornication as they did. Don't tempt Christ as they did. Don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them for examples. 
And they're written for who? Who? (laughs) Our admonition. Are we supposed to learn from what happened to them? And all these things that he mentioned, you know, Moses leading them out and through the Red Sea and the water out of the rock and their failures that he mentioned, oh, that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been studying. So have we been following the instructions of the New Testament to learn about these things and let them be examples to us, examples, the Bible gives you both kinds, examples to follow and examples not to follow what to do and what not to do. And this obviously is don't do this. Verse 10, don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. How many times we saw that they murmured repeatedly over and over again, murmured against God, murmured against Moses, murmured against Aaron. Murmuring has to do with complaining. Is complaining a bad thing? A lot of people would think, well, yeah, you know, it ain't good. Well, yeah, but this says it got them destroyed. Most folks don't think that, right? Uh, look at the scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 10. Don't murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Can complaining get you destroyed? It did for them. Why? Why would it be so serious? Because if you're complaining, you're not believing. Hmm? You wouldn't be complaining about the good thing you're expecting to happen. (laughs) What, What are you complaining? Usually it's accompanied with a tone, with a look, with a slouch. Huh? Nothing ever happens for me. Here it is again. If it's not one thing, it's another. Nothing ever works out for me. Well, could that get you destroyed? It can. It did. It does. How many think we are to go on a, a crusade to stamp out complaining huh? in our life? You know, people wear all kind of t-shirts and None of this and stamp out this and the X through this. We ought to have one that says, cross out complaining. None. And we ought to make our homes uh, a murmur-free zone. Is that right? And if somebody starts grabbing, go, hey, look at the sign. There's no no complaining in here. This is a murmur-free zone. Murmur-free workplace. What does that mean? It means you can only give thanks. Or be quiet. Right? You cannot complain. Now, buddy, if that's really enacted, it's going to make it a lot quieter around there. Is that right? Because how many workplaces, how many homes, how many schools is there just continual blaming? Is that right? And complaining. Complaining, blaming, complaining, blaming. That's evidence that you have chosen to doubt instead of believe. And in many cases, especially the more you know, it's not, you're, not you're, you're doubting because of ignorance. You refuse to believe. You just, and see, these things can be addictive. It's like singing the blues all the time. 
Woe is me, uh, wallowing in self-pity. Uh, it, it feels good to the flesh in a distorted, perverted way. And you can be absolutely lazy. Just do nothing. Just fall over the sides. I can't. I just can't. Nothing works. Nobody will help me. And it's so sad and it's so bad. Yeah, and you are lazy. Lazy. Won't even try. Won't even make an effort. That's not all right with God. Because you may fool some people as to what you're capable of and, and what your strength is and you can and can't do. But you can't fool him. He knows when you could do so much better and you're not even trying. He knows that. And he's not okay with that. He expects, he requires, did you hear that word? Yes. He requires faith. With him, it is not optional because he knows even if you don't have a clue about it, what's even going on in your situation, much less a clue of how to get out of it or how to fix it or any ability, still, still, if you would, you could look up and say, yep, but I believe in God. I believe he's real. I believe you're real, Lord. I believe you'll help me. I'm looking to you. Is that too much to ask? That's not too much to ask. And that's all he asked. Trust me. Believe in me. Look to me. And especially after you've seen him move and work over and over, you know, you really don't have any excuse for falling on the side and crying, feeling sorry for yourself and saying, I can't and there's no use. And no, no, we know better. Somebody say, I know better. I, I, I know better. He said, don't murmur as some of them murmured and they were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, all these things happen to them for examples and they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. There's no temptation, no trial taken you, but such as is common to man. So when you hear somebody say or the thought comes to you, nobody knows what I'm going through. That is a lie. Hmm? I said, that's a lie. Uh, everything that's happening to you or has happened to you is common to man. People everywhere have experienced same thing, worse. So don't believe these lies. The enemy tells everybody that. You're going through something nobody has ever experienced. Poor, beautiful you. Is that right? Why? Because he wants you to bite into that and go, yeah, nobody knows. Nobody understands. No, you can do better than that. Amen. Get up. Wipe your tears. You don't have to understand it all. Just look up and say, God is with me. And if he is with me, who can be against me? Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. And he always causes me to triumph. Always. I'm a winner in Christ. I'm an overcomer in him. Look with me in Philippians, if you would. You know, uh, this faith life is more fun, too. Yes. Is that right? Amen. I mean, who wants to grumble around, <laughs> gripe and cry and 
Be pitiful all the time. That's, that's no fun. And it's no fun for other people to be around. Is it? You lose friends being sad all the time. No, no, no. Say it out loud. I have the victory. And I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You'll see that right here in this uh, fourth chapter of uh, Philippians, where in the 13th uh, verse, this is the direct quote we just made, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, he didn't say, I can do all things by myself. That's another thing. That's not, that's not a true statement. Well, I can do anything I set my mind to. That is not true. It's not true. Well, if you'll believe, if you'll believe in it strong enough and work hard enough, you can accomplish anything. That is not true. Not apart from God. Your strength can run out so quick. And parents even tell their children wrongly, dear, you know, son, daughter, you can be anything you want to be. You can accomplish anything you want to in life. Not without God, you can't. It's not true. It's not true. God has a plan for all of us. And if you'll get on that plan, you can do that. Is that right? And even though it may look impossible for you to do it, if he tells you to do it, you can do anything he tells you to do, not just in your own strength and might and power, but through Christ. Somebody say, through Christ. Through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, say that out loud again while you look at it. Look at it in the Bible, uh, on, uh, behind the camera there and in front, both places. Say, I can, I can do, all do all things through Christ, through Christ who, strengthens me. who strengthens me. Oh, come on, say it again. I can, I can do, all do all things through Christ, through Christ who, strengthens me. who strengthens me. Now back up to the second chapter. 2.13. It is God which works in you. That's how I can do it. He's working in me both to will and to do of all of, rather, His good pleasure. Say that out loud. God's working in me. Now notice both sides. To will to do it, to desire to do it, to want to do it, and then to be able to do it. He's working on both, both sides of that. But look at the very next verse. Very next verse. What does it say then? Since that's going on? Verse 14. Since, since God's working in you. What? Then don't mess it up. <laughs> oh, come on. Can you see that? Don't mess it up by griping and belly aching and complaining. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. We'd say without complaining and arguing. Say it out loud. No arguing. No, arguing. no, complaining, no complaining. Just believing, just believing and thanking God. Thank God. <laughs> Say it again. No arguing. No, arguing. no, complaining, no complaining. Just believing, just believing. And, thanking God. and thanking God. Yeah. 
That's how it's going to turn out good for us. Well, our time's up today. There's a whole lot more to see. Uh, come, come back uh, tomorrow, and maybe we'll get past our text here soon. <laughs> we'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.